Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hey, everyone. Uh, I got what's going to be a really interesting show for you today. I have a friend of mine for the last, I don't know, five or six years uh, that I've known from a work environment, but we've also both been investing in real estate. So this conversation is going to be 100 about real estate, more specifically real estate investing. So how are you doing this morning, Ken? Doing great. Good to see you, Z. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for taking this. I know you're in the midst of a crazy travel schedule. I, I hear you got home at midnight. You're out again to SKO or a a sales event here in the next week or so. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, I'm okay not doing that travel schedule anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, uh, sometimes it's great, but uh, it can be a little tiring. And, you know, that's kind of, uh, I'm actually looking forward to, you know, maybe in a few years being able to uh, you know, retire. We'll see. There you go. Well, you're doing the right thing. So that's really what this is all about is, you know, I'll just, I'll speak for myself, right? We, I, was, I was doing this gig for 20 years, traveling all over. You know, those, when you get that 100-night platinum card from Marriott, that was like a wake-up call for me because that's, that's just horrible. And I, I knew I needed to do something different. So I just built one rental at a time. And uh, you're, you're, you're on the same path. So wh why don't we just, you know, where do you live? You know, what's been sort of your journey up till now? And, and I know we have a, a hot topic to talk about as well. But let's, let's start with, you know, who you are and, and where you invest. Sure. Uh, so I, um, Ken West and I live here in uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, it's, it's a little bit different uh, real estate market than uh, you may have in California, um, but uh, born and raised here. I love it. Um, I, I like the, the outdoors. Um, actually, we just recently bought a, a beach house as well, so I like to spend time out there. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been you know, offered to move to the Bay Area a lot of times, and I just I couldn't, I can't do it. Um, of course, if I did, I'd, I'd have to live in a shoebox in San Francisco, <laughs> right? So yeah, I just... Uh, yeah, I love where I live, and uh, I really love what I do. I do um, really interesting things with computer security, so yeah. um, I have a pretty good life. Yeah, no, your your life and your family uh, is awesome. And what I like about you is you're passionate about what you do, and, and, and you're extremely good at it. But what you're also doing is you're trying to lay bricks in a foundation that can take you and your family um, you know, somewhere more secure and, and you know, financially free at some point in the future. Now, you may keep doing what you do because you just love that stuff, but having the flexibility to do something else, you know, decades from now is, is great. So um, how long have you, what, what, do you remember when you bought your first rental? I'd say it's, it's been about maybe uh, four or five years ago. Okay. Um, and a lot of it came out when uh, I actually had a startup uh, well before I left like two companies ago um, and, you know, it did okay. But then, you know, kind of hit the skids, had a really rough time, um, almost put my, my, my family into personal bankruptcy and, um, it got to that point too. And now I'm like, that will never happen to me again. I will never be in that position. So um, that's where we really started thinking about the, the real estate stuff too, is that, you know, we have some equity in our house. We maybe have a little bit of money. 
um, it'd be a good investment to start investing in rental property. So, um, you know, we have one income basically. And if uh, something were to happen to me, you know, at least we would still have some income that's, that's coming in. So um, it's not only just about getting rich, it's also about trying to establish some stability in your life as well. Yeah. Um, there, there's, you know, these things that we do and we're in our family and we, you know, we, we are busy in the moment, but lots of us, you know, look more, actually more of us should look up and think about the future, right? We get so entrenched in the day to day. Uh, it's been referred to, and I might as well <coughs> call it the rat race uh, mm -hmm. is real, right? That freaking treadmill or wheel, you know, you've, you've got to realize there's a way off of it. And I think too much of us, too many of us get stuck. So why don't we talk about that first deal? Cause it was, it was, it, I call it basically how to use home equity correctly because there's lots of ways to use it incorrectly. Mm -hmm. So without giving specifics, just give round numbers of what, what you, what you did and then how you leveraged that home equity for that first rental property. Yeah. So we, we got started with this. Uh, we knew we wanted to invest in a rental property, <clears throat> but we started actually looking at some of the interest rates and since it's an investment property, it would be a higher interest rate. Um, we were just kind of doing the math and, uh, we wouldn't necessarily be making quite as much money as we thought we would off of, uh, you know, one rental. So uh, we looked at it. We actually had a lot of equity in our house. We've actually lived um, in this house for almost you know, over 10 years, almost 15 years now. Um, and so I realized we actually had uh, quite a bit of money that we were sitting on that was sort of passive. It really wasn't doing anything for us. Um, so we kind of did the numbers and we actually were able to get a pretty low interest rate to, to refinance um, our house completely and actually cash out um, enough money to actually buy this condo outright that we were interested in. Um, it was a really good deal on the condo. It actually, you know, increased in value like like by 50 grand within a year. It was crazy. Um, but um, we did that and now we own the condo outright. And sort of the, the risk side of me too thinks about, man, if, if the shit hits the fan um, in the economy or anything, at least I, no matter what, my family has a two bedroom condo that we can live in that we own, right? Yeah. So, you know, that was kind of nice there. And then the, uh, the actual house payment actually ended up being less as well, just the way that we refinance the house. So um, it was kind of good all around, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, this, this, this is kind of the perfect situation, right? I, I hear people ask about, hey, should I use my home equity as a piggy bank or an investment vehicle? And the answer is maybe. Your situation, let's just rewind it if I could summarize. So it's 2014, interest rates are still at historic levels, right? You probably have a 30-year loan with maybe a three on it, if not a four on it to start got fixed rate debt, uh, you were able to take out a bunch of equity and lower your payment, kind of nice, and then you bought a condo for cash that produces cash flow because there's no mortgage. Um, right. None of that sucks. That is all good stuff. <laughs> so, you use rental income to pay down your mortgage, right? So then yeah. you're almost you know, living in your house for free. Yeah, and then, you're, and then you have the oh, oh shit, worst case scenario kind of thing where, like you said, if, if, if you know, I don't know, a tech wreck comes and suddenly computers are not used anymore or whatever, um, you have someplace you can fall back on. That's, everybody should do that. If, that. if you have that situation and you have a bunch of home equity and you could lower your interest rate, lower your monthly payment, and buy an asset, go ahead. <laughs> That's a good thing. So I know that was your first one. Uh, you've done other things in real estate since then, at least the beach house. You know, uh, yeah, we should. there was another condo that we actually bought. It was, again, I started keeping an eye out for good deals <clears throat> whenever I had some, some money in the bank. Um, actually, I have a really good relationship with uh, a realtor here, a um, good friend of ours. He also ran a property management company that actually manages our properties for us. So you know, having that relationship was really great. Um, I found one property. I was like, this is amazing. This is uh, way lower than it should be. 
Um, it's uh, I, I kind of look around the the Nike campus in Intel, oh. like here in Oregon. Yeah. Um, those that's kind of the area I'm kind of focusing on. Um, this was this really amazing three bedroom condo, um, and uh, we ended up getting a sweet deal on it. We did finance that one, um, but uh, the, the rent uh, on that you know totally covers um, anything on on that on that payment. And then also um, you know that 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 one has actually gone up in, in value over the last couple of years, like substantially, almost um, almost thirty percent. So um, we really snagged that one at the right time. Um, then the next one, we, you know, we wanted to do another rent, uh, another investment, but <clears throat> I also really wanted the beach house. So I, <laughs> I know I'm the Oregon coast. Uh, so my wife and I, we compromised. My wife's the one that's really into the rental stuff. She's really been pushing that. And, um, we compromised and we were actually looking for, um, a, a property that had, um, uh, multiple, um, had, had multiple houses, right? So yep. she got this house that actually has a studio apartment above the garage. Um, so we rent that out and that covers them almost the majority of the, at least the mortgage payment on that particular property. And then we go out there, we enjoy it right now. We're probably going to turn that into a vacation rental. Um, we have the option to turn it into a monthly rental if we like. Um, but right now we're really enjoying it. And I'm, my plan now is to actually slowly retire and, and actually move out to that house and maybe sell our, our house here in Portland and get a smaller condo. But ah, kind of like that idea of, you know, of, of investing in property that you may want to go live in later on or, you know, just kind of giving yourself those kind of options. Yeah. You, you mentioned so many nuggets there. I just want to go back and summarize. First and foremost, you mentioned an area. I call that your farm area, right? You mentioned the Nike campus and Intel. That, that is vital uh, because one of the things that I'm doing now is I'm trying to I'm trying to put my mind around how I would get started again if I was a new investor. And that's step one is, is defining a farm area and even defining a type within the farm area, right? Cause it's not only, you know, Nike and Intel campus, but it's a, in this case, a condo around the Nike and Intel campuses. So that, that's huge. Getting a farm area, getting good at, cause once you do that and you build your foundation, you will instantly recognize a bad deal from an average deal an average from a good and a good from a great deal. And that's what you did. You found a great deal and you took action. But that's because you had the farm. The other thing you mentioned is your wife is in this with you. That is huge. Having your significant other, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, whatever, is vital. If you don't do that, this business will kick you out because bad things happen. You'll have bad days and, you know, stuff will happen. So that, that's awesome. And then what you're doing is you're extending out and you're looking at, at um, first off, you wanted something, the beach house. Then you realized how you could, you know, you could essentially house hack a beach house, right? You found something with two units, you know, you stick somebody in the studio on a month to month or year lease or whatever that is, it covers half or more of the payment. Life's good, right? And then if you want, you go Airbnb and you get, you know, whatever you want. You're just giving yourself options, which is huge. And then what you've done is you said, you know what, you know, at some time in the future, sell this big monster home we're having now, you know, go out, live where we want, smaller, right? I call it playing good defense. Uh, which is not what a lot of people do, right? A lot of people like the flash and the cash and the toys. Um, that's just that's just a way to stay in the rat race, man. You don't stay in the rat race buying toys. Fair? All right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, people that have the expensive cars. And, you know, one thing I noticed too is a lot of times it seems to be the American way, like people just want to keep upgrading the, the homes that they live in, right? And, um, you know, like my, my family, my parents were like that, right? Like try to... Yeah to keep moving up you know as you get equity then you build you can go on to a bigger home um but it's kind of interesting when you know you stop doing that and then you actually start investing in other properties here and then you start generating more income <clears throat> so i think it's just a 
it's just a bit of a paradigm shift. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is the only reason I was able to retire financially free, right? We did buy the place we live in, right? It was a condo. It was a, it was a shoebox in the Bay Area, but we bought it in 99 and never left or 97, whatever, somewhere there and never left. We could have upgraded five times, right? Incomes, you know, exploded, could have gone anywhere, could have got the better zip codes. But no, we, to your point, we stayed, we never upgraded. It's the only one we bought together. And we used all our extra cash to buy real estate and that foundation grew, it grew into apartments and, you know, bingo, bango, we're, we're both retired. So uh, I'm really glad you brought that up. So I, I am curious. Um, I know you like the plan. I know uh, you, you and your wife are, are, are doing this together, which is awesome. Do me a favor, three to five years out, if you can, it, maybe it's safer to talk about five years if you want. Where, where are you in five years with this journey with real estate investing? Well, we're uh, kind of looking at two different areas, right? So we, we did invest in this uh, community and in, in, on the Oregon coast. Um, and it's, I actually learned some things. I think that's one thing is that, you know, a lot of times you're fearful of, of taking these kind of steps, but when you actually get out there and you start doing, you start do, uh, actually buying these houses, not only to get more confidence, but you also learn more than you would just reading books and things like that. Right. So, um, you know, looking at some of the markets, like in this uh, town is sort of suppressed economically. Um, most of the, the, the properties are uh, Airbnb, <clears throat> you know, the vacation rentals, right? So there's actually a, a really a big shortage of rental properties. So as a result of that, you can almost get a little bit more of a premium out there for, you know, some of the homes. So we've been kind of looking around there that that, that might be a potential investment. We might continue to invest in that, uh, in that town. It also does good things for that community. Um, so it's more of an artsy community. Yeah. Uh, and then also, you know, we're looking uh, like in, in, in Portland or maybe even uh, in Phoenix where, you know, where we want to actually have that condo that we want to live at. Uh, when, when my son goes to college, right? So um, I kind of like that idea of just, you know, hey, we can buy it now at today's prices. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, getting that, that payment plan in place. And then when it's, um, we're ready to, to make that move, we can, we can move to that property. Yeah, that's, that's great. Again, you're doing things and you just, you just lay them out there like they're so subtle, but they're, they're nuggets we have to talk about. One is uh, when you continually invest in an area like this vacation area on the coast, the simple act of doing that consistently raises everything you have, but also the neighborhood. And then what usually happens is you attract more investors and um, that just keeps going. And then having an ultimate eye on where you want to be at some point, 10, 20 years from now, whatever that is, and putting down roots now, having somebody help you pay for that now, it's, it's basically like getting ahead of retirement, which, which is pretty awesome. So, um, do you have a, have you and your wife ever sat down and say, Hey, we want to get to 10, 10 units or is there a number that you've thought about? Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, our, our, our initial goal was uh, f uh, five and now we're almost there. And you know, our end goal was 10. Like if we had 10, um, that's a situation where I feel like career wise, you know, I could uh, make some choices where, you know, I, I could take a, a pay decrease, you know, my idea of retirement is still working. Right. So I'd be, uh, maybe uh, teaching in a college like community college or, um, and playing music and things like that and, and, and bars and things like that. But, you know, that's my idea of retirement, still keeping busy. But oh, yeah. having a passive income right, would allow you to, to do that sort of thing. You know, we don't, we don't really live like rich folks, right? We're, we're pretty, pretty simple. Our tastes are pretty simple. So, yeah. you know, except for uh, I like to buy a lot of guitars. And, and yeah. that's, about my only, that's about my only vice. So. Yeah, well, as vices go, that, that's uh, not a particularly expensive one. Yeah. So um, that, that's good though. You admit it. it. It's on record. Your wife can see this. <laughs> you can talk about it. You're good. <laughs> no, but that, that, that's awesome. And, and I look forward to watching your journey. I think you get to 10 um, 
you're going to have freedom. And, and, and let's, let's just talk about that being done. Uh, you're one of the few people out there that outworked me all the time, right? You, you put me to shame hours wise, commitment wise. So I know for a fact, you're not, when you get to that retirement point, you're not going to stop. So I'm, I'm glad you already have an eye on the next thing because that was something that shocked me when my moment came to, to, to do this because I didn't have that next thing. And as you read in my book, it was a dark time for a couple of weeks. Um, so I'm glad you're thinking about that already. That makes me feel good. Cause, um, if you hadn't, I would have told you to. <laughs> so, um, any last little tidbits, you know, this is, this has been a great interview talking about when to use home equity. I guess we could talk about when not to use it. You know, obviously there's times where it wouldn't have made sense right? Where your payment would have gone up, where the, it didn't cash flow. There's all kinds of reasons when not to raid the piggy bank. Would you agree? Yeah, I think uh, for me, like it was just getting over that initial fear to actually do, you know, doing that first one, sort of breaking the seal. Um, you know, I always think like, hey, uh, my, my focus is on tech. I don't know anything about real estate, you know? Um, and, you know, once you throw yourself into it and you actually go through that, that process, I mean, you have a lot of support if you have a good real estate agent and, um, you know, find a good mortgage broker or whatever that you're going to be working with. But, um, you know, just kind of overcome that fear and, and just go for it. There's, it's kind of like kids, right? There's never a right time to have them. But, you know, once you do, you're, you're going to be happier. Yeah, very good. Well, Ken, this has been a lot of fun. I look forward uh, to watching your success from afar. And uh, if you're ever in the Bay Area, always hit me up. I'll, I'll buy you a coffee or something. All right. All right. Sounds good. Good talking, right. Izzy. Take care. Take care.